This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. That cold case you're listening to? Nasty stuff. But you know what else is a crime? Missing even a moment of whatever you're doing to go on a drink run. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered in under 60 minutes. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who told two people and they told two people and they told two people and so on and so on. This week on the Story Song Podcast. everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan Macker. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode we walk you through a story song, and this week we are doing Take It on the Run by R.E.O. Speedwagon. A uh, classic. Go. Classic of soft rock. The uh, the Toy Story, yes? <laughs> yeah, the Toy Story. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, I thought R.E.O. Speedwagon sounds like a... You know, like a competitor to like the Great Space Coaster or something. <laughs> <laughs> Come yes. on along. I'm REO. And we're going to go on my spe- speed wagon. Wee. Um, anyway, it'd be like, it'd be like, um, like a forgotten like mascot for like Six Flags. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yep. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I kind of vaguely remember when they used to have those commercials. Uh, Come on down to the REO speed wagon. <laughs> In Rye, New York. <laughs> exactly. It's, why is it? Why was it always in Rye? No, no. What was going on in Rye? They had like no. nine tiny theme parks going right up there. You know what uh, it was? Helen Hayes loved that? roller coasters. Oh, that's that true. Um, yeah. All right. Anyway, okay. So the story of Taken on the Run is uh, it's about a, a guy. Um, let's call him Reginald Edward. Um, <laughs> oh no. Actually, okay, ancient uh, uh, ancestor of someone on the show. It's Reginald Edward Oaks. Um, <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. And uh, it's Ario to his friends. But uh, Ario, he's got a girlfriend, um, and he has heard from a friend 
of a friend of a friend. Uh, and we'll get there. Uh, that is, a uh, girlfriend is uh, cheating on him. And so he confronts the girlfriend and um, basically explains to her that uh, if she wants to, quote, take it on the run, uh, then she should just go and leave. Or does he? Because yeah. he also conversely says that he doesn't believe it and that everything is fine. It's, um, he, so... he is torn. Much like all the Oakses, he is not one with his emotions. <laughs> right. <laughs> All over the place. Um, so it could be about, um, I don't know, a guy with like bipolar disorder or something. Um, we will discuss. But It's either uh, a yeah, breakup he's... or maybe not or, yeah. you know, they're fine. <laughs> you know, yeah. or they're not. Whatever or... whatever you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, Ario is hard to read. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's hedging he's... his bets. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He we could just call him well. Rio, right? Very yeah. confused. Let's call him Rio. Uh, yeah. Uh, he dances on the sand. So, heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from another. You've been messing around. They say you got a boyfriend. You're up late every weekend. They're talking about you and it's bringing me down. But I know the name. And talk is cheap when the story is good And the tales grow taller on down the line But I'm telling you, babe That I don't think it's true, babe And even if it is, keep this in mind You take it on the run, baby If that's the way you want it So this, I have to say, I'm a little nervous. Okay. Um, because this is like a few other songs that we've done where I have thought about this song for like 30 years. <laughs> and for, for, for all that time, I've had questions. And I, I was just a little nervous because I'm like, I just want to make sure I do this right. Because I, I, I really want to get to the bottom of this. But starting here at the top, he says, heard it from a friend who... Heard it from a friend who heard it from another. You've been messing around. All right, let's break this down. Little gossip Gary over there. So it is such a good opening line. (laughs) It's a great opening line. But friend heard it from a friend. Okay. Heard it from a friend. That's two. Heard it from another. Now this person doesn't even get the moniker of friend. This is just (laughs) another. Just like a friend of a friend who heard it from like a bank teller who <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> exactly like this like, news took off yeah, yeah well yeah. and the, but the bank teller thinks that they're friends with the customers <laughs> right so it's like you know the bank teller is like well i'm going to tell my friend this and the other person's like i don't know i heard it from some bank teller i don't know it's just so annoying they give me like extra lollipops when i go even though i don't have kids it's very weird <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, look, I like lollipops, so I, you don't hear me complaining. <laughs> I'll keep on keeping uh, on with it, but come on. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, look, you know, it's a bank, so like half of them are root beer. But <laughs> still, you do get the occasional cherry. And so you right. know I love it. Yeah. Um, so, what, so this is what I want to bring up. 
We are three people deep oh, yeah. on this rumor. And here's my question. Who is this guy that our narrator does not know? And why does he know so much about his girlfriend? <laughs> it's well, weird. Like, why is he not hearing it from a friend? And also, but- I've heard a lot of rumors in my time. One thing when someone is telling you a rumor that they do not do is give you the entire chain back to where it started <laughs> from. They usually just say, hey, I heard some news. Like, I don't know why he's aware how far it goes back. And does he know these people? That sounds like, like, he a, says, it sounds like a 1950s a way of doing it. Right. Like, well, I heard it from Bill, who heard it from Mary, who heard it from the bank teller. Right. <laughs> I heard it on the party line. So. Right. Yeah. 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 Did she really get yeah. pinned? I got a telegraph <laughs> about well, it. So um, it could on, be, man. I mean, maybe it's just like, I, I've always wondered, like, is it a friend of a friend or an acquaintance of a friend of a friend? Or is it like that pop song thing where they just repeat the first line? So it's it's just like too removed. I I only no. think, well oh you okay you're saying this the I don't think so I mean it's it's definitely not but it could be yeah <laughs> you're trying to, you're, <laughs> you're, you're what I'm saying I'm not I'm not going to argue the point you're sticking up for great granduncle Reginald I understand <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and Rachel appreciates it. I appreciate it um oh wait oh I should know this you're going to be so mad at me <gasps> what I mean probably Rachel yeah what's your middle name. You oh, you know piece what? of don't crap. Say it. Don't say it, though. <laughs> All right, if you say it, I'll beep it out, because I don't want someone stealing your identity. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. Also, my- what is your middle name, uh, <laughs> your mother's maiden name, and your social security number? Just say it on the podcast. Don't worry uh, well, about it. It'll be fine. I, I will say this, Dan. I don't know why you- I will tell you at most that it is not yeah. E, because- we have known each other for nigh on, I don't know, 35 years. And if my yeah. m- initials were R-E-O, I would never well, hear the end of it. I know. Well, that's why I was excited. I was like, maybe I just haven't, uh, maybe this never occurred to me before, but okay. Well, that's all right. Easy. I'll have we'll Sarah yell say, at you later. We'll just say it's not E. That's fine. It's not um, Okay. So, well, I thought maybe you were named after Reginald. Maybe you, that it was designed so you had <laughs> no. the same, you had no. the same uh, initials. Okay. What the hell was I talking about? Um, oh, <laughs> you, you heard it from other people who heard it from other people who heard it from a bank teller. I did. Of what what your middle name was. Um, so yeah, so there's uh, the, well, the reason why I don't think that's true, Michael, is because I think he would have said, "Heard it from a friend." Heard it from a friend. Heard it from a friend. You've been messing around. The fact that he changes it to another at the end yeah. makes me feel like it's supposed to be three people deep. And that's my question. But I've always wondered was when he says, "Heard it from a friend," who heard it from a friend? Is that second friend? Is that also our narrator's friend? Or is this a friend of a friend and then another? I think it's a friend again. of a friend. Yeah. I think like so he his friend know is Todd. He's not friends. Right. So he's not friends with this other friend. No, it's Todd's okay. friend. And then, and then another. So that's my question. But the second like, friend is actually right. his cousin, but they're like around the same age and they kind of grew up together. So they're more siblings and cousins, but, but they're friends. Like they hang out. Yeah. Okay. They don't just see each other at like Christmas, so so it's a second friend. They drank together at family parties. That kind yeah, of thing. yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, what I'm saying is like, why are they like? Why is this other like? Why are these so far removed from him? Why did these people know? Like, why why is it? Why didn't he know? Or like his friends know? Um, it's well, just uh, these people who are like he doesn't even know somehow know what his girlfriend. Is I mean, first of all, it's and then um, the cousin goes to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's a small Speedwagon is a small town, <laughs> and um, and the thing is, REO is the O stands for of <laughs> RE of Speedwagon. Yes, <laughs> REO is a homebody. These other people are out dancing every weekend, and they see the girlfriend, and they're like, "Oh, okay. I know who that is." Up, oh, uh oh, looks like she's got another boyfriend. <laughs> Somebody tell Reginald. Yeah, but and not I me. Wouldn't... I don't know him enough. You tell Todd. Todd will tell. Right. Reg, Todd will tell Reginald's friend, then Reginald's friend will tell Todd. I mean, but tell Reginald. Again, <laughs> it's very confusing. Know. Todd will go to the bank. Right. <laughs> um, but that's the thing I don't understand. Is like, so let's say, like, uh, you know, I saw a woman out with like another guy. I wouldn't, when I'm at the bank at my job as a bank teller, I wouldn't tell the customers, <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, I saw a girl who's cheating on her boyfriend who is a guy I do not know. <laughs> like, why would I, how would I know that she's even doing it? I would just I assume will, that, oh, she would, that must be her boyfriend or husband or whatever. I'll tell like, you this. You've never been a yeah. bank teller because well, there yeah. is gossip. Oh, There's boy. a lot of tea to spill. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So, but he's now heard it through the grapevine. Uh, or, I mean... Maybe songs. these the the first line in the song is actually the conversation with the girlfriend, where he says, "I heard it from a friend." She's like, "Who?" And he said, "I heard it from a friend." And she says, "Who?" First, I base. heard it from another. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I heard it from another. You've been messing. Um, yeah, maybe <laughs> she's like, "Who? That's, you don't have friends." Yeah. <laughs> well, and that is the thing. Yeah, I mean, that is that's another thing we always have to bring up, which is that I love a song where. The, where I'm, I'm the cheating girlfriend, um, because it's like that you've been messing around, and I'm like Reginald. I don't know where you're getting this from. Uh, it's 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 lies, damned lies, Reginald. Uh, no, no, I, I would say, never. I say as I'm driving in my car. Um, but yeah, so okay, so three people deep. We're three people on that deep on this. Now, he says they say you got a boyfriend. You're out late every weekend. They're talking about you, and it's bringing me down. Aww. So he, here's what I have a question. They say you got a boyfriend. Okay, that part I understand. Mm -hmm. You're out late every weekend. So they say you're out late every weekend. These people that I don't know say that you're out late every weekend. How come this guy doesn't know that she's out late every weekend? If they are together... Wouldn't he be more aware of the fact that she's out every weekend and not other random people in town? Well, I don't listen, understand why, why this is coming as news to him. This the might fact be, look, this might be the type of thing where it he thinks the relationship is much more than it actually is. And he's like, well, we went out for coffee on Tuesday. A Tuesday right. coffee is not a date. You're not dating at that point. She sees you <laughs> just as a friend. If you're not going out on the weekends with her late, she has right. a boyfriend and you're not right. it. Yeah. And yeah. that's, I do not disagree with you, Rachel. The problem is everyone else is gossiping in town. Like, they are boyfriend <laughs> and girlfriend. That's true. So, so not only is Reginald delusional, but apparently the entire town is delusional <laughs> around him. Um, <laughs> I blame but, Reginald for that. <laughs> but I can understand if he doesn't know that she has another boyfriend. And that's the rumor that's going around. But how could he not? Why would other people be aware of the fact that she's out late and he doesn't know. Like, well, they're saying that you weren't here with me watching TV on Saturday night. That's that's what I'm that, hearing in town. That's true because later on they say you're not home. You're not coming home here. So they live together? 
yeah. Oh, this is weird. Yeah, it's weird. Or at the very least, you know, they they would be aware of each other's movements. They're they're enough together that they would be aware of like, you know, more or less what what's going on in their lives at any given moment. Right. Right. Um, they're talking they're they're talking about you and it's bringing me down. But I know the neighborhood. I know the neighborhood. Talk is cheap, and when the story is good, the tales grow taller on down the line. Um, first of all, great line. Yeah. And just, just scans yep. that rhyme just pops, man. It is great. Um, Ario okay. Speedwagon is very good at that. Yeah. Like their internal rhymes and just like rhymes in general, and we could talk about it later, but like mm-hmm. they, yeah, they're really good at that. Yeah, their rhyme scheming is pretty good. Way to go, Ario. You did it. <laughs> well, what's what's the... Uh, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Never mind. So Forget here, I brought it up. So here, here's what he's saying, right? So so far, here's what we got. Hey, listen, I heard I heard this. They say you got a boyfriend. Yeah, you're out of the Um, But look, I know the neighborhood. Talk is cheap when the story is good. And the tales grow taller on that line. So maybe, maybe you had coffee with some guy, you know, and it was a totally innocent thing. And then yeah. the story grow, grow, grows. And then all of a sudden you're out late every night cheating on me. Um, because, <laughs> Not every night, just weekends. <laughs> because now what I'm going to do is for this next section, I'm going to quickly run through this. And I'm going to ask you guys, and this will make sense in a second. But let me just get through this. And then we can sort of go back and, and talk about it. Um, because I think this is sort of, I'm going to kind of do like the, this kind of surface interpretation of what's happening. And then we can kind of go back and see if you guys have other ideas. But, so, the tales grow, t- uh, grow taller on down the line. But I'm telling you, babe, that I don't think it's true, babe. And even if it is, keep this in mind. So he's saying, look, these stories grow. I don't think it's true. I don't buy it for a second. But even if it were true, here's what I would say. Then what he says is, you take it on the run, baby. If that's the way you want it, baby, then I don't want you around. Wait a minute. What? You just (laughs) said. You just said. I don't think it's true. But if it is true, keep this in mind. You are totally cheating on me. Get the hell out of here. You're dead to me. Yeah, you would think. What are you talking about? You would think with that line of, and even if it is true, keep this in mind, he'd be like, I still love you and there's room for us and maybe this is an open yeah, relationship type of thing. But work. he's like, if it is true, keep this in mind. I never want to see you again. <laughs> but, Wait, what? But also, but also, and I know this is a minor thing, but his what he says after keep this in mind, this isn't like a keep this in mind thing. This is yeah. like, get the hell out of here. He's yeah. not like, hey, here's something just like, Keep in the back of your head. That's <laughs> like, what I'm saying. No, that is nothing this is to do just with anything. Something to think about while you're cheating. Right. <laughs> the whole. But it's that every weekend not, you should though. remember this. The whole. But, he's not, the, but the whole. On, sorry. The, the whole chorus is questionable, and maybe we should just read the whole chorus because this. These are the rantings of somebody just losing their mind because yes. he's <laughs> jumping all over the place, and none of it makes sense. First of all, take it on the run. What does that mean? You take it on the run, meaning like you just all you're running all over town. But then I mean, I think he's saying and I hate to say this, but I I think the it here is like her. um, I gotcha. Well, I would say like her like that. Well, that too. But like her integrity, like you're going to take your your, you know, what I can't think of. There's a word that I can't think of, but like your, you know, 
you're going to take it on the run. You're going to be spreading it all over town, whether it is either her integrity or something else, right? Uh, that we're not saying. But yeah, I mean, I think that's what it is. That, like, it's it's he said you're taking it on the run. You're not here, home with me. But you're that, out there with other guys. Yeah, but then so he he lays into her by saying, "You take it on the run, baby. If that's the way you want it, baby. I don't want you around." And then the next line, he says, "I don't believe it." I, I mean, don't believe it. Not for a minute. <laughs> not for a minute. What? So you're like, <laughs> I don't think it's true, babe. But even if it is, keep this in mind. You're totally cheating on me. I know you are. Get the hell out of here. By the way, I don't believe it for a second. Uh, it is all over the place. This, yeah. So this is the thing. This is the question I've had for 30 years. What the hell is going on? What is he talking <laughs> about? And then, because but- the chorus does not, not only did he just say, I don't believe it. And then he says, I do believe it. But as we've mentioned, the keep this in mind. What he says next does not correspond to that. No. So I don't know what's good. I don't know what the hell's going on. Anybody, help me, please. You can see <laughs> how excited I am about this. But so I, I, I mean, think, yeah. I, I think the, the problem is, and it's just that it fits in the song, uh, when he says, even if it is, keep this in mind. Yeah. So if he took out the even, it would make much right. more sense. Right. I don't right. think it's true. But if it is true, keep this in mind. Right. That would make a lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah. If he said, I don't think it's true, but if it is, keep this in mind. So he's he's saying, I don't, I don't think it's true. If it is, we can't be together. Right. Right. I I don't think it is. So I think he's going back and forth. But trying to make it not true. But he's well, yeah, maybe. But he says you take it on the run. It's not, he doesn't say if you take it on the run or if you're out there taking it on the run. He says you take it on the run. This is happening. Right. Right. And if that's no, the no, way no. You he's saying it, you take it on the run if that's the way you want it. Right. But he's saying you take it on the run if that's the way you want it. Then I don't want you around. Oh no, Michael's saying it differently. He's saying take it on the run if that's how you want to take it on the. Run. If you want to take it on the run, you take yeah. it on the run. As opposed to you, he already knows you take it on the run. Yeah. If that's the way you want it, it's, you know, it's the... If you want to go, yeah. go. That's right. That's right. Can I... I am, but if I you do totally go, on... I don't want you around. Rachel, let's wait a second. I just want to say, I am totally on board with this because I want this song to make sense, but the amount of work that we needed to do to make that, <laughs> to make that happen I mean, shows that there is something very wrong here. That's on Reginald. Uh, totally on Reginald. Rachel, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, and then I want to get to the the end of the chorus because I, the, he, it, it almost sounds like the last line he's uh, trying to make up excuses for her. So the first half of right. the chorus is, if that's the way you want to do it, if you want to take it on the run, then I don't want you around. I don't believe it's true. And then at the last line, he's like, look, there's probably reasons that you're doing this. You're <laughs> under the gun. You're under a lot of pressure at work, at, at the bank. So... You know, you take it on the run. I mean, what are you gonna do? That last line it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, he's yeah. he's sort You're of under the gun. Saying it's true, telling her that he doesn't want her in his life. Then he's denying it, saying he doesn't believe it, and then he's rationalizing it. Like yes. it is true, but I get it. He's and I going think... through the seven stages of grief <laughs> in this song. Uh yeah, absolutely. He's he's bargaining. He's uh, doing everything. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think he's inventing new phrases that we're not familiar with. But I think what he's saying is, with the uh, "you're under the gun, so you take it on the run." I think what he's saying is, you're feeling the pressure 
of being in this relationship, and so you're purposely messing it up. So he's because... making it. So he's making it his fault. Well, not his fault, but I think he's saying that I like. I mean, the way I interpret it is he's saying like, "This is what you do." I yeah, know. yeah. Right, this is right. totally like a psychological profile of her. The moment, the moment you start getting close to someone, you purposely go out and cheat on them. Not, not because you care about that at all or because you're attracted to other other guy it's just that you need to destroy this because you can't open up right because once this gets too real yeah you go out of your way to destroy it yes um yes. so that's what under the gun means like you're feeling pressure so you take it on the run you, you go out into uh into it so he's saying why can't you let yourself enjoy success uh right exactly <laughs> why are you sabotaging something good let's talk about that for a few minutes yeah uh, oh my god what if this is she's like he, uh, he's her therapist <laughs> he's, the he's d- doing a lot of like uh, uh, hard love on her how'd you um, meet in a therapy session yeah. he, he that seems unethical. That she was seeing another therapist and he's not okay with that <laughs> um, yeah and again because he's because he's but he's so like you're on the you're on the gun so you take it on the run like he's so understanding but then he's like if that's what you want it then I don't want you around yeah. Like it that is so harsh to not be like, listen, you know, I can't be with you or like we can work this out or I know this is what you do. Like he's just like, get out of here. But also I don't believe it. But also I fully understand why it's happening. Like, what are you talking? You're all over the place right now. <laughs> and she says, oh, Do you man. understand why I'm cheating on you now? <laughs> You're thinking of your white lies. You're putting on your bedroom eyes. You say you're coming home, but you won't say to verse two but then we're going to jump back to where we we're talking about before because he says you're thinking up your white lies you're putting on your bedroom eyes you say you're coming home but you won't say when so remember before when he was like they say you stay out every night so he knows there's something going on yeah because he says yeah. you're thinking up your white lies so this is not a surprise to him but before it was before he didn't know anything about it and he didn't believe it but now he's saying you're thinking up your white lies. Well, this is in the confrontation because I'm assuming that he is like the first verse. He's he's heard these things and he's coming to uh, confront her with them. And now he's through that weird, uh, you know, c- that crazy chorus where he comes to the realization that she has done this. Uh, right. Then he's he's come to that realization. So the second verse is basically him saying like, oh, now I see you. You're you're sitting there making up white lies, putting on your bedroom eyes, but you're there's no way you're coming home. Well, yeah. he could he could also probably after that whole conversation see it on her face that right. she's yeah thinking of white lies that she's she's like trying to salvage this. It's 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 the it's, it's the scene from Mommy Dearest. It's it's maybe I wanted a little extra publicity. It, it's yeah. she's like <laughs> she's trying to think of reasons. Uh, that that she cheated on him and trying to 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 salvage it. True, yeah. and I think it's also again. I mean, I don't want to harp on it, but this is like the stages of grief. Because by the end of this, he's just come to the acceptance that she's not coming home. That this is real, and you're not coming home. Right. And 
I, I do have one quick question. Are they FaceTiming? Because <laughs> he says you're putting on your bedroom eyes, and then he says, you say you're coming home, but you won't say when. So is she there or not? Because no. if, she, if she says she's coming, if she's coming home, but you won't say when, if they're talking, then she is home. Right? No, or I I, maybe- well, he might not be home. Right. He may have confronted her somewhere else. Oh, yeah. see, no, no, no. This, no. Is, this he- is all happening at the bank. No, yeah. at, her, at her workplace. No, here's here's and that what bank I, teller's like. Oh, this is juicy. Oh, I'll get a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm gonna what, call my friend, who's gonna call his friend that I don't know. Here's what I think it is. I think it's that she. This is a Saturday at like eight o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. They've just had dinner separately. Mm-hmm. He was in the kitchen. She was in the living room. She's Got getting it. ready. She's like, "Oh, I'm going out with Helen." And he says, wait a minute, just, I just got to figure something out. I heard from somebody, heard from somebody, heard from somebody. And then she's like, has her hand on the doorknob. And he's like, listen, if you go out tonight, you're not coming home. I know you're not coming home. And so that's what it is, is that he's get he's getting her right before she leaves on her weekend date because they're not actually dating. Um, and uh, so they are both home. It, it works okay. if they're both okay. home. Uh, no, that makes, okay, that actually makes sense. And that's actually uh I like it better crazy. in the bank. Well he's, <laughs> But he's saying you're thinking up your white lies. You're putting on your bedroom eyes. Here's a problem. Not for him. She's putting yeah. on her, her bedroom eyes right. for somebody else. Oh, see, I thought she was putting on her bedroom eyes to sort of That's, that's what I thought. Calm his fears. Right, right, right. That she was like, just oh, let's just go to yeah. bed and forget about this. Um but right, she's putting on her bedroom eyes for someone else. I mean, like, like putting on her face, like, oh, I'm putting on my face. No, I'm saying no, well, no, no, I mean, no. Like she's getting ready to, yeah, to that's do what... it. But just, but he can see that because he knows what it looks like. But it's not oh, for him. Oh, I see. So not putting on makeup, but literally, like she's getting her game face on. Right. I mean, it might. I, gotcha. I mean, that might be part of it. But I think he can tell. That yeah, where she's, she's like, oh, you know, that's not true, and just like, you know, right, right, right. smiles and yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's saying you're putting on your bedroom eyes. You're coming home, but you won't say when. Because then I can feel it coming. Because if you leave tonight, keep running. So if you leave tonight, you're going off with someone else. Don't bother coming back. Keep running, and you need not never look back again. Right. And that line, um, I can feel it coming, is it's it's a, it's a very simple, very small line, but it's so good. It's I think yeah. I'm going to be sad. I think it's today. Right, right. Yeah, it's that that anticipation of he knows that she's going to be on the run again. The yep. other thing I want to say is this feels like he's playing both but, uh, good and bad cop, right? In this conversation where he's like, look, I don't believe, okay? My partner here is crazy, <laughs> okay? But I don't think it's true. And then he's like, yeah. well, actually, I think it is true. And don't ever come back here again. Look, if you, if you have something to confess... Tell me, because because my partner here is crazy. He right. thinks you He's- did it, and I, I don't believe it. Not for a minute. And he just turns okay? on. He keeps turning left to right, like those people who dress up as like right. you know to dance with themselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys you guys couldn't see it, but uh, I was actually moving around in my chair to be both people. Uh, I'm doing it right now. But yeah, so that's the other thing too. Where I mean, is that what it is? Where he's like trying to like elicit a confession by being like, "Look, this is what I heard. I know it's not true." But it's that's just what like a single light bulb saying. swinging. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I I think he's. Do you want coffee? You want a cigarette or something before we get started? <laughs> I think I think he's trying to figure it out himself. So I think this this 
conversation between the two of them is very stream of consciousness where he doesn't mm-hmm. want it to be true. So he's saying that it's not true. Um, and everyone in the bank is like, oh. right. <laughs> no. I mean, so like probably true. Like Rachel's interpretation is, is quite valid that like, maybe it's at their house. Maybe there's, she, she's getting ready to leave. Another argument for the bank. <laughs> Is okay. So the teller is is standing there at at the counter, and he he sees this argument happening in the middle of the bank, and he picks up the phone and he says, "Todd, it's your friend Marvin. <laughs> you remember that <laughs> argument you were looking for? Well, listen to this." And he holds up the phone, and uh, and then he tells a friend. Perfect. Yeah. I think we yeah. solved it. I think we yeah, solved it. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, so then he says, uh, you never need to look back again. So take it on the run if that's what you want it, baby. I don't want you around. I don't believe it. Not for a minute. You're under the gun. So you take it on the run. Um, and then he says that. And then a there is a seven and a half minute long guitar solo. Yeah, depending, <laughs> right. on, what, depending on what version you listen to. Yeah, <laughs> it goes on for a while. Um, but yeah, then he, he repeats the chorus a couple more times. And then there's an outro. I don't know the last time we had a song with an outro, but it goes back to the beginning where he says, heard it from a friend who heard it from friend who heard it from another. Even messing around, so which I, I love. I love the outro. And I do I know the good. last time we had a song with an outro. Okay. Of course you do. What is it? Walking in Memphis. Uh, wow. That's right. That's yeah. right. Because he does repeat the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's well, crazy. Y- and you know what I like about the outro? I just picture him by himself like she just left out the door and he just has oh, yeah. one hand on the door and his head is down and he just says that outro <laughs> Poor yeah. sad great grand uncle Reginald <laughs> well he and he's he, he oh yeah poor poor Reginald uh but uh yeah he's uh the relationship's over yeah right um she left and but i think also it's i mean in my mind it was i mean he might be saying it out loud but this is more of like if you've ever gotten to like a huge fight with someone and then you keep replaying it in your right. mind over and over again. He's just sort of thinking about like, you know, 10 minutes ago I was in a relationship with a woman I loved and now she's gone. And I'm just sort of like replaying like how this started, um, you know, and 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 so I think that's what it is. And he's just sort of re- rethinking that again and again and again in his head yeah. as as she's gone now and he's all alone. In the apartment, and his only friend is that bank teller who he doesn't. Right. Um, <laughs> yep. He's like, you know what? I will take another root beer lollipop. <laughs> I'll take all the root beer lollipops you got. <laughs> oh man! Can I ask the people at Charms why? Why root beer? Could, could that Charms be the main d- takeaway? Wait, from is this Charms Dum Dums? Oh, Dum Dums. You're right. I yeah, think yeah. Charms did also had a had a root beer, but you're right. Dum Dums is the little ones. Right. Okay. Then the Dum Dum Corporation. Why? Why <laughs> were you doing? There? Why were you even making it? Was it just to have filler for people to give away? You know what I mean? Like, was it just to like, was I, it to punish the bad kids? Like, I don't understand listen, why do, root beer even existed. Listen, do you remember was, the mystery flavor where they would just take the remnants of oh, yeah. all the flavors and they were <laughs> like, guess, well, this is just going to be this. I guess that's true. They literally would take. Whatever was well, left over, actually, mixed it together for the mystery flavor. This so has. I'm, 
This has nothing to do with the, with the episode, but I'm pretty yeah. sure what the mystery flavor is is on the on the line they would they would switch obviously between flavors. And so oh, the yeah. mystery flavor is the mix between the flavor yes. they're ending and the flavor they're starting. So You're if it's oh, like really? if it's cherry yes. then root beer, somewhere in between it's going to be cherry root beer. That's your mystery yeah. flavor. That's why the, they were the, always different. That's why it's a mystery flavor. The the first hundred lollipops are the mystery flavor after they switch over. They're just going to make some money off of it. They couldn't let yeah, it go. Yeah. They couldn't give them away. What I was going to say was- They it, marketed right, the they hell had, out of them. They had the mystery flavor, which was like the remnants of whatever was left over. So you're right that like probably quality control, not really big at the Dumb Dumb Corporation, right, I, I can right. safely say. I just don't understand. Who thought it was a good idea? That's my question. Who was like, the okay, here's our flavors. Cherry, grape. Root beer? Did you just say root beer? Who wants a root beer candy? I've never <laughs> seen root beer candy ever in any uh, lollipop or, or whatever it is. Um, I've never the, seen any root beer hello, other than root beer barrels. Lollipops. Root beer barrels at the penny I mean, at the penny candy store because I, I'm, I'm 80 years old. <laughs> I well, that's the thing. I I I mean I'm vaguely aware that that's a thing. Yeah. But that I mean I feel like then. Then Dum Dum, maybe you you should have retired it. That's all I'm saying. Why well, they don't they, they don't put those in like the commercial packs? Those are just for those are the ones that get shipped directly to banks and barbershops. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yep, that's right. Yeah, you can't yeah. get those in the store. You gotta you gotta go to a bank for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you got root beer here. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So anyway, this woman left him. Um, <laughs> and and all he, all he has left is his root beer lollipops. Um, all right, and he <laughs> just—he just has like bowls and bowls from that he steals from the bank. <laughs> this is amazing because I—I've thought... never bought a lollipop or a pen in my life. I just keep going to the bank. <laughs> uh, I do want to say that I—I I mean, I assume this episode was us gonna be talking about how insane this guy is, but I'm actually impressed. You guys really—you uh, really interpreted the song in a way that that makes sense. I think there's still a little choppy. Um, yeah. There's a couple of word choices that that maybe make it a little confusing, but I I think we got there. I think we got there. He's he he doesn't want to believe it's true, and he and I think I think he's laying that part on thick because as he's coming, he like so he's been thinking about this all day. This fight is coming, right? He because he he heard this rumor. Everybody in town's talking about it. He's got to confront her about it. So he's kind of slow playing it. Like, look, I don't think it's real. But this is but this is what I'm hearing, and he's watching her face, and he sees that, yeah, you know, she's not like what? It's <laughs> That's indeed crazy. Real. Of course not. She's just like, mm-hmm, okay. Um. So then he starts. He, you know, he already knew it was true. He just didn't want to believe it. But then he he can't hide from it anymore. Right. Yeah. Once that happened, so that then he's like, and then he gets mad. He's like, but I, it's it's still weird though. Where he's like, keep this in mind. You're definitely cheating on me, but I don't believe it. (laughs) It's all about somebody who can't fight this feeling anymore. Oh, that's true. Oh, good gosh. Right. Um, See what I did there? I mean, mean, also maybe she's leaving him just because like, she's like, I can't, I can't keep it straight. You change your mind on things every 10 seconds. He's like, look, I just want to have Chinese tonight. So I've been thinking about it all day, but also I want pizza and I hate Chinese food. And why on earth do we get Chinese food? Because I want pizza, but also I, and I love Chinese. It's the best. It's great. And she's like, I can't take this anymore. It's They're every conversation. This is every conversation. 
It's like having a, it's like dating Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I can't get, I can't get straight what, you, what you're doing anymore. <laughs> uh, it's like dating Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde without the murder. Yeah. Well, a little murder here. <laughs> um, okay. Anything else on this song? Yeah. I just want to congratulate you guys because I did not think that it was possible um, to have more than one episode of this podcast in which we talked extensively about the Dum Dum Lollipop Corporation. <laughs> I know. And uh, here we are. Look, I spent a lot of time thinking about the Dum Dum Lollipop, so I'm not going to lie to you about that. Um, anyway, this episode this is, brought to you uh, by our sponsor, Dum Dums. <laughs> this is the second episode in which we've done that. I just remember, I just remember whether I was, I don't know, I was at the dentist or you know, a doctor's office or something. Wait, is this a lollipop to... story about the dentist? You, you I got to get a new dentist. I, gotta, I used to get lollipops at the dentist. Well, that's why my teeth are terrible. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I, you know, I just remember the first time taking the wrapper off, popping it in my mouth, being like, because uh, I also hate root beer, just the, the drink. So, I mean, I know that's a, per- that some people like it. That's a personal thing. I do not. So popping that sucker in my mouth, um, being like, what on earth? And taking it out and then looking at the rapper and being like, why does root beer exist? <laughs> like, not like I can't believe I'm eating this, but like, who makes a root beer lollipop? Like, it just, it was insane to me. You know, it wasn't like there are certain flavors. Like, I don't like raspberry, but I understand why there's a raspberry candy and why there's raspberry lollipop. Sure. But a root beer, just, I don't know. It just was like, why? Why does this even exist? <laughs> oh man. Anyway, see Dan's see Dan's mini sewed the conspiracy on root beer. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I'll ever get over it. Um okay, let's do uh let's do uh expanding universe. So obviously she's going to the cheating side of town. Oh yeah. Um but I mean is this the other half of Lying Eyes? Like is this when it finally all blows up on her? Oh it could. Oh it could be, yeah. Yeah, this is when she returns from the cheating part side of town and right. confronts her. Yeah. You can't hide your bedroom eyes or your lying eyes. Yeah. yeah. Or your white lies. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yep. I'm bought in on that one. Does, um, does the song end with uh, Tammy Wynette's D-I-V-O-R-C-E? <laughs> yeah. It might. Married. Or wh- where does she go on the weekends? She, she, she where would she go without without ever knowing the way you always i like i like no but i like it every every time we do the expanded universe you i throw try in a curveball and i am re- or a fastball in this case and i am <laughs> well really played. pleased really pleased with it um, um do you think reginald might be jesse and this is jesse's girl oh and so this is the other boyfriend who's, so who's oh, now with- oh that's interesting Who's now with Rick Springfield? Yeah, maybe Rick Springfield finally got her. I mean, could be. Yeah, I'm just saying. Is there a call your girlfriend thing that we could? <laughs> I feel like call your girlfriend is going to be one that we keep going back to. It could be. Well, you know, the thing is, like, there's like one third of the songs we do are about cheating. Yeah, <laughs> cheating <on someone> else, <laughs> that's so. true. So all those just quickly get lumped. Like, well, it could be this person. It could be that person. Because, you know, if they cheat, they're cheating on someone. They're probably all the same person. Um, maybe maybe she she's leaving on the weekend to burn someone's house down. I was about to say, yeah. It always it, if there's a woman involved, she always has to burn someone's <laughs> house down <laughs> at the end of it. So yeah. What about this? And hear me out on this one. She's gone all weekend because she's a nightclub singer. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, named oh, Pearl. 
And maybe that's it what is. it is. Maybe she's because she's yep. not cheating. She just wants a career. And yeah. Is that so wrong? Right. right. She's cheating on him with her exactly. career. So that makes sense. And he yeah. can't see it. I mean, not I for think, a minute. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely pro. Let's just say that. I think that's good. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You win this round, Michael. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Hi, this is Emily Prokop from The Story Behind, which is a podcast about the extraordinary history behind the ordinary. What does that mean? It means whenever my ADHD gets the best of me, I begin to wonder the stories behind everyday objects. This is the story behind sporks, behind chewing gum, behind hoodies, places. This is the story behind Mount Rushmore. This is the story behind speakeasies or people. This is the story behind Uncle Sam. This is the story behind Betty White. Everything has a backstory. And from what I've noticed from doing the show, not everything is as plain and simple as history books may have you believe. Join me Mondays and Thursdays on your favorite podcast app or at thestorybehindpodcast.com. And thanks for listening. All right, we're back. It's time for story behind the story. How did this story come to be? So this song is by uh, Ario Speedwagon, as I said, and it uh, was released in January of 1981, and it hit number five on the Hot 100. Um, so in researching Ario Speedwagon, it's a little weird because, and you know, every every band's a little different. This doesn't this doesn't mean that their output is any lesser than anyone else's band, but mm-hmm. you kind of got the feeling they were less a band and more of like a corporation, <laughs> right? Um, and Why is one that? Thing is, well, I'm going to go through, but one thing is, um, and, and this is a little further down, that I'll talk about in a second, but I think they recorded eight albums between 1971 and 1979, and not one, two albums had the same lineup. Oh, um, interesting. 
Yeah. What did they age out like Menudo? <laughs> yeah. No, people just came in and out. They were just kind of like, oh, you know, all right, I'm going to be your basis for like this one album. And right. then I'm going to leave. Like, so it was kind of more, and, and I'll sort of talk about it more, but it just sort of was kind of more like a vessel for um, certain songwriters to kind of write their songs and like have a way of going out there. And it, it we just yeah. didn't feel like a cohesive, like, hey, we're a band. We're in this together. Like, we love each other, but we also hate each other. Like, that kind of band thing. It was just more of like, oh, this is my gig. You know, it, just, 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 just from researching, that's, that's kind of how it felt. But that's so weird. Was it like, was it studio musicians or? Well, okay. So, uh, so REO Speedwagon was formed at the University of Illinois in 1966. Oh, wow. By, by guitarist Neil Dowdy and drummer Alan Gratzer. Um, I'm not mentioning the other people because by the time Mario Speedwagon was recording, <laughs> they were long gone. Um, so it was yeah. re- those two guys were, were in the band for, for most of it. And they were kind of the core. Um, they were just a bar and party band. They played covers at local frat parties. You know, it was just a, like a college band. Um, the name came from, uh, there was a 1915 truck, uh, called the Ario Speedwagon. Um, although I think it's actually pronounced Rio Speedwagon, but I don't think they knew that, <laughs> which is why they right. call it the REO Speedwagon. Um, <laughs> but uh, there was a name of a truck, 1915 truck called the the Rio Speedwagon, um, and Dowdy had seen it written on a blackboard in his history of transportation class in college, just thought it was a cool name, and that's how they got the name for the band. So. What was his major? I don't know, but I think University of Illinois is like kind of a engineering Good. school. Okay. So, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were, and they basically like, they were more of the kind of like, I like guitar, but I'm, I'm a tech head. Like I like take my amp apart. It seemed like that kind of thing. Um, where it was like, kind of, they were more into the technical side of things. Gotcha. Um, so the band went through a numerous line of changes. Um, just, they were hanging out. They were a local band, um, until Gary Richrath joined in 1970. Um, he saw the band and was Quoted later as saying, I was going to be part of that band whether they liked it or not. <laughs> that is aggressive. <laughs> so, Rich. I Rath, feel like there was a better way to say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was a pro- prolific songwriter, and with him aboard, the band had fresh new material to play. So, that's sort of the feeling I got where this guy, Gary Richrath, was like, I'm writing these songs. I need a band that's going to play them. This is my right. band. I'm going to force my way in. Like, he had no love of Ario Speedwagon. It was like he grew up with these guys. Like, oh, he went to college together. He's like, this is my way to, like, get my songs out there. Uh, so he basically forced his way in. Um, and so he joined the band in 1970. The band was signed to Epic Records in 1971. As I mentioned, between So was that was that their first record deal? Yes. Okay. Yeah, first major label wow. deal. Um, so between 1971 and 1979, the band released eight albums. Um, during that time, they had numerous lineup changes. In fact, no two albums had the same lineup. That included three lead singers, and that included a lead singer change <laughs> in the middle of an album. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> they recorded half the album with one lead singer, who was Kevin Cronin. Um, he left the band. They got another lead singer to, to do the second half of the album. What, so, so what did Richrath do? Well, By the way, that's the best name. It's what, great what name. did what did Gary Richrath do? Was he a guitarist? Was he a, a, a keyboardist? Um, oh, did I not write so he that? wasn't a singer, he was obviously. A he was not a singer. Okay. 
No, no, no. But he, could I you imagine was... like buying that album and listening to it, and then you turn to side two, and you're just like, "What <laughs> just <laughs> happened?" No. But that's the thing, though, where it's like they were, they, you know, there was a trend at that time, the late seventies, early eighties, where the bands were very generic. You didn't know, like, you know, think of something like Boston, where like you, there's no pictures of the band. Oh yeah, there was the there album. was a whole group of bands that it was that was just like logos and. And that's yeah, what I mean. Like, Spaceships. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times, like like a band like Boston, again, like that was the one guy. I can't remember his name right now. Um, but that was the one that was the one guy, right? Um, he was Boston. And basically the rest of the band was like studio musicians. Oh, really? And yeah, yeah. And, you know, and so and like, you know, it was just like it again, it was more of like a corporation <laughs> sort of thing where he was like, I am Boston, like this is the music I put out. Um, and but the, but it's not like a it's not a band band. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and in fact, this is with a lot of it too. And this is like a pretty common thing that people don't talk about. But one reason why people were kind of cycling in and out was that like, you know, one member of the band was making like 40% of the profits and the and the other person was making 10%. Like they had a very corporate structure yeah. of like, I'm I, like, I'm your manager kind of thing <laughs> you know what i mean and like and i make more money than you do and i i get three votes and you get one um and so you know it just like it wasn't a like hey again like this sort of feeling of like hey we're all in this together now that is actually that's something that like i learned early on where i just assumed like we're all in this together and we're a band and we all split the money and i found out like that's actually not really true <laughs> like <Right>. there usually <laughs> is like a hierarchy um and like the money split usually isn't fair um and I mean, like, uh, like George Harrison wrote songs about that in the Beatles because he was so pissed that he got less money than um, than Paul and, and John. Um, oh, so, did he? Yeah. You never give me your money. That song is to Paul McCartney. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> That's fair. So anyway. <laughs> but, so, yeah. So anyway. Uh, so. So Kevin Corrin, as I mentioned, was one the lead singer who left in the middle of the album. They got another lead singer. Um, <laughs> Wait, before and, oh, what I was gonna say was was that, but that's the thing. I don't know if you would even notice because it was so sort of like a certain way of doing things. Like you know, it didn't have like a personal stamp to it in a way. So even right. though even though there was a another lead singer on side B, I don't know if you would have even noticed it if you had bought the album. But um, sorry, Michael, you were saying something. No, I'm I'm just sort of fascinated by that that. Um trend in i guess mostly like 70s and early 80s of those bands that were basically a logo and spaceship artwork and yeah there were a lot of them was it yeah was it like i mean even like chicago who was I mean, huge was all their album covers are logos and their album titles are Kansas? the number of <laughs> the album that it is <laughs> i mean but was so- was there is there a is there a name for that genre, Michael? I don't know, but there should be. Yeah, I mean, spaceship I don't bands. Know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, I mean, spaceship yeah, bands probably right because it was a lot of that sort of like like fantasy iconography. Artwork. Yeah, um, Journey yeah, I mean, even had that. Yeah, I mean that's and that's the thing. I don't really know. I don't really have a good reason why. It just sort of was the trend, right? And I think that it's, and I think that was sort of the start of the sort of corporate rock thing again, where it was like, I mean, Chicago's even a good example where they were like, they were a completely different like blues band, right? And then all of a sudden one day it's like Peter Cetera is like, oh by the way, this is my band now, and now we're doing Peter Cetera songs, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And like their 80s yeah. output is so completely different than anything else they were doing. But it's like, eh, it's, it's, true. Just, it's just the name. Like the name is popular. And so we'll just, right. well, now I, Peter Cetera, are going to use this as my vessel for my Cetera music. Um, I mean, it's going to be called <laughs> Chicago. But it sounds like some sort of, it sounds like a religion. Right. Like, Cetera music. This is going to be, this is going to be Cetera oh, music. Oh, oh, did you hear about her though? Yeah, she's Cetarian now. Um, yeah, she's so a Cetarian now. She shaved her head and she won't talk to anyone. Uh, it's really sad. Um, Anyway, I always get them confused with Palmarians who follow <laughs> Robert Palmer and dress in very slick back hair and tight black dresses. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Strange. So, see, I would have thought Palmarians were fans of Peter Paul and Mary. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the you know the those Palmarian, are Peter Palmarians. That's Peter they're Palmarians. Not, they're an offshoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the Palmarians, like they're not as crazy as I don't mind them. But I just can't tell them apart. I don't know who I'm talking yeah. to. It's weird. Um, it's weird. So anyway, uh, yeah. So this guy, uh, Kevin Cronin, who is the lead singer who left in the album, he left the band in 1972, but he returned in 1976. Um, that's gonna be important in a second. So in November of 1980, the band released the album High Infidelity. Nice, good album title. That's good. Uh, nice. I like that. It featured four top 40 hits, including Keep on Loving You. So by, good. By That's Kevin Cronin. Song. That hit number one. And Take It on the Run, which is written by uh, Gary Richrath. And that, hit, that peaked at number five. Um, the album spent 32 weeks in the top 10. Ooh. Yeah. So it was, it was a big hit for them. And this, and this was their big breakthrough. I mean, they had been going along. They were doing fine in the 70s. But this, you know, it's 1980. And now they're really breaking through. Which is uh, insane, like, for a band that started in 1966, right? They to have their well, breakthrough the in 1980 is... Yeah. Right. They well, stuck with it. Well, that was the it. other thing, too, was that, you know, if you, you don't put the pictures of the band on the album, nobody knows how old they are, right? That's yeah. the other thing, too, where they kind of... <laughs> That's true. ...stay anonymous, because, yeah, I mean, they were older by that point, I would say. I mean, if they were in college in 66, they got to be at least in their mid-30s by 1980. So, which in the music um, business is, they might as well be two hundred, right? I <laughs> right. mean, obviously that's not um, like thirty five is not the end of the world, but you know, if you're if you're pitching yourself as like we're perpetually twenty two, <laughs> you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna be fooling anybody at that point. So yeah, but if you know if you just have a spaceship on your album cover, <laughs> spaceship know the- spaceships are ageless, right? Exactly. <laughs> who's gonna know the difference? But the, um, this is also just pre MTV. So well, I it's funny you mentioned that because the next bullet point here is technically the video for this song was the ninth video ever played on MTV. But it only played for 12 seconds and the screen went black and the video never came back. So <laughs> what? So only 12 seconds of this video played the night and the ninth video ever played was 12 seconds of this video and then it turned off. Now Which was which would basically just be heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from another uh, yeah, exactly. Heard what? You heard, heard what? Who? What did they hear? <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> um, so I read the uh, oral history of MTV. Uh, I think it's called I Want My MTV. Um, and uh, there is a lot about the first night of MTV, MTV and it was a disaster. Um, yeah. So that is not surprising. So the story went that I heard was that so the MTV's offices were in New York, um, but MTV was not on the cable system in Manhattan. So they had to travel to like the like 
hours outside the city to like the middle of Jersey to get to the first place where they could watch MTV uh, the night it premiered. So this is like the executives and stuff. So they, they were in some bar in like the middle of New Jersey and it starts playing. And so they, they did a thing where they had like the VJs or like the DJs and it was all pre-recorded, obviously. So they would be like, all right, coming up next is take it on the run. And then like Belinda Carlisle would play or whatever. I mean, I guess she was. <laughs> oh, no. But it they, they was all out of order. And so apparently like it was a nightmare behind the scenes. Like everything was breaking. Nothing was already right. So the executive runs to the payphone and, and calls the station and it's like, hey, you guys are playing these in the wrong order. Like uh, the 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 VJ segments and the um, music videos are all out of order. You got to fix that. And the guy on the phone went, oh, oh, okay, hold on. Hey guys, we're on the air. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was he was excited because they didn't think they were on the air. That's how bad it was going. <laughs> <Oy>. <laughs> And then they stopped playing music altogether, so it's fine. Well, right, that was, right. yeah. That it was later. all downhill from there. <laughs> that happened later, but... Yeah, so REO Speedwagon uh, continued to have success in the 80s, including another number one hit, Can't Fight This Feeling, in Which is an amazing song. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and um, this is what I was going to say earlier, is when we were talking about just, like, their rhyme scheme, stuff like that, that song is a perfect example of that. Like, the internal rhymes, the the... I, the chorus of that song is, I can't fight this feeling anymore. I've forgotten what I've started fighting for. It's time to bring the ship into the shore and throw away the oars forever. Right. Like, that's so good. Like, and I, each one's a perfect rhyme. They're... Way to go, Rich Rath. I think I, I don't know if he say, wrote it. But... No, I think that was Kevin Cronin. I didn't write it down. But if I remember correctly, I believe that was Kevin Cronin, who also wrote Keep on Loving You. So he was, uh, he was doing good. I mean, you know, two number one hits. Can't can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, okay. So what I did do was I realized that this song hit number five, uh, May thirtieth, nineteen eighty one, and I said, "Oh, early eighties charts. They're gonna be weird." <laughs> so <laughs> I looked them up, and they're weird. Um, so number five was taken on the run. Number four was something called Sukiyaki by A Taste of Honey. It's no clue but, but taste of honey didn't they have another song Taste of yeah. Honey, uh, their other big hit was Boogie Oogie Oogie. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't look it up. Good job. Wait, which, how does Boogie Oogie go? Get down. Yep. Boogie Oogie Oogie. Boogie, okay. 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 All right, so that makes sense. So maybe that's why they had the juice to release Sukiyaki um, <laughs> and get it up the charts. Okay, so number three, though, is Medley by Stars on 45. Do you guys know Stars on 45? I've heard no, of them. No, what is that? Oh, it's so weird. Okay. <laughs> so this so this producer, right, was in a club in Belgium and heard a like mega mix that was like um Venus uh by who sings Venus? I can't remember right now. Um the, but, wait, the original or the The original. Not Bananarama. Not the Banana cuz this is before Banana. Got it. Was it um um Oh, I, I want to say the band is, um, but oh, it's a shocking blue. So right, it's shocking blue, right? 
This uh, shocking. Yeah, Shocking Blue is the name of the band. Um, so it's the one that's like, she's got it. Yeah, baby, she's got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but it was that, and then it was like a like a bunch of weird disco songs, and then they played Beatles songs over like a disco beat, right? And they mixed it in. And this, so this guy, for and, and the the crowd loved it. They went wild. So this guy, for whatever reason, was like, oh, I'm going to recreate this. And so he basically made the uh, cover. Oh, I think, you know what it was? I remember. I think he, this guy was a music executive. I think he owned the rights or his company owned the rights to Venus. That's why. So he was like, so he was like, I could sue these people. We're not going to make any money, but the crowd loved this. I'm going to recreate this. So he recreated it, right? And it's... The same thing. It's the starts with Venus, then it goes in this disco thing, um, and it's this weird like disco song that's like we're stars on forty five, uh, we're we're alive. Like, but it was like it's something <laughs> something about like remember, but it's that weird like disco like um, uh, falsetto singing, um, right? Like Bee Gees thing, and but it was something like remember the old hits or whatever. Some weird like lyrics about that. The stars on forty five keep on turning in your mind, but we can work it out. And then they start playing clips of Beatles songs, but this guy figured out that obviously licensing the Beatles would have been a bazillion dollars, but if he just got sound alikes, that he only had to pay like a fraction because it technically was a cover. So it's like seven Beatles songs in a row of people oh, wow. who sound like the Beatles but are not. Baby, you can drive my car. Yes, I'm gonna be a star. Baby, you can drive my car. And baby, I love you. Listen. Do you want to know a secret? It is so weird, and this what was heck? I be, this currently is number three. I believe it went to number one, um, and it is like one of the weirdest like hits ever. Um, and they and he did it like a couple more times after that, and it was never as big. But but Stars on Forty Five. The song is just called Medley. It doesn't even have a title. It's just Medley <laughs> by Stars on Forty Five. Um, so yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, and then number two is Being with You by Smokey Robinson. That's a great um, song. Good song. And number one, not because that's not weird. And then number one, also not weird. I just wanted to mention it. It's Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Carnes. Oh, that's such a good uh, song. What, such a good song. Like one of the best songs ever. I love that song <laughs> so much. So I just wanted to mention it. All the boys think she's a spy. She's got Betty Davis Eyes. Now, in the 1990s, REO Speedwagon's mainstream appeal began to drop. Uh, but they did rec- continue to record and perform uh, up until this day. In 2016, yeah, they're still around. Uh, I mean, again, I think I think Neil Dowdy and Alan Gratzer are still in the band technically, but you know, they're just—it's a whole new line. They're like Foxwoods. Yeah, they, I mean, they're literally, I think they are. <laughs> they're like touring yeah. Foxwoods and and all those. Which hey, you know, whatever. So in 2016. Uh, this song was sampled for a song by Pitbull called Messing Around, uh, which also featured Enrique Iglesias. 
sounds like a song I'll never listen to. Well, I listened to it, and I don't know if the word, I I guess sample is correct, but it's a completely different song, except for the fact that they do the, heard it from a friend, heard it from a friend, heard it from another, you've been messing around, and then it goes into a completely different song. So it's less a sample and more, of a, sa- more of a reference, though. But is, like, it, <laughs> is it just the lyrics, but, or is it from the recording? No, it's just, it's them singing it. Oh. And Pitbull and yeah, but do they sing it the same way? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's not a sample. It's like an interpretation. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. I mean- Because a sample is a straight- A sample is straight using the the music off of the- Right. Original record, right? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know what to call it, though, because it's like- It's not a cover, right? Because it's only yeah, like no, it's three like, lines. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah. But it's- Yeah, it was like a reference to it. Um, But anyway, so that's all. Um, And uh, Gary Richrath, unfortunately, passed away in 2015 after compilations from surgery- and again, going back to uh, how sort of like not a band this was, like there was some quote on Wikipedia, where I think from Neil Doughty was just like, yeah, I don't know. He had a, he had some kind of surgery and he didn't make it. I don't know. I don't know a lot about it. Wow. Like, oh, what? Wow. <laughs> You're in the band together. <laughs> what do you mean you don't know a lot about it? Oh, uh, man. But again, kind of how you'd be like, oh yeah, that guy who works like six offices over. Yeah, he died. I didn't really right, know that right. guy. Right, right um but yeah i don't know something happened it's it's a real tragedy anyway we're all we're all got did you sign the card everyone's got to sign the card <laughs> uh, kind of thing so yeah it's just kind of like it's like that's yeah, where we i work at ario speedwagon that's where i work um and that's it that's the story of great ario speedwagon um all right i'm gonna take a, another quick break and when we come back we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with lessons learned Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Are you looking for a playlist of the hottest, most bumpin' jams around? Well, we can help you with that. But we do have a Spotify playlist of all the songs we've reviewed on the show. So if you'd like to hear that, search for The Story Song Podcast, the official playlist on Spotify. Then you'll hear the most lit baller bops that go hard... I can't read this. All right, we're back. It's time for lessons learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Uh, Michael, let's start with you. What lesson did you learn from this song? I learned um, not so much from the song, but from this episode that I think I would like a root beer. (laughs) (laughs) Good. (laughs) Because I've never talked that long about root beer before, and now I kind of want one. Now you have a taste for it. Do Do you want a stale pretzel rod? (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, that actually sounds really good. Yeah. I don't have a root beer, but I have a birch beer. Will that do? No, got to be root beer. To be clear, okay. yeah, it, it has to be in liquid form. It's a drinkable mm-hmm. root beer. Oh, yeah. Yes. Not in lollipop form because that's just weird. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure, of course. Yeah. Would you That's like just good a, sense. Would you like a scoop of vanilla ice cream on top of that root beer? Mm. Um, and would you like to have that at a soda fountain uh, counter um, and uh, share it <laughs> with your Bobby Sox girlfriend? I'm just trying to try to see. Try to Set the out mood. Yeah, if yeah, it yeah. could also be 1950, yeah. that'd be great. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. 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 <laughs> uh, I will just say the lesson I learned is listen. If you are talking to someone, um, you know, you got some important information to give out, just give a quick look around. Make sure there is not a bank teller in your <laughs> right. shot. Because uh they oh man, they are they are little gossipy you look, know what. They sure are. Um, Dan, that's why they call them tellers. I mean I know. <laughs> that's oh. it. For the record, yeah. I did steal that joke from I Love Lucy, but I'm sticking with it. <laughs> What what is she gonna sue you? <laughs> uh, Michael was drinking a root beer in 1956 and heard that joke. Uh, I was sitting at Schwab's oh and uh, <laughs> yeah, I love Lucy writers were sitting next to me. And I was like, mm, I'm gonna remember that well, for years go, to come. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the Helen Harder Automat, get myself an XL sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Rachel, what lesson did you learn? Um, I learned that if you are confronting your significant other about possible infidelity that you heard through the grapevine, cover all bases. Yeah. Say that you believe them. Yeah. Say that you don't believe them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Say that you are going insane. <laughs> Just anything you can do. Because one of those one of those things, one of those darts is going to hit. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you just cover all your bases. Uh, that's what I do when I'm in a relationship. Every time somebody comes home, I say, listen, I think you're cheating on me, but not really. That's what I heard. But also, right. I love you so much. And also, I never want to see you again. But also, I think I'm having your baby. <laughs> but also, I think that we should adopt. And also, I love you so, so much. <laughs> um, it runs in the fam- in the Oaks family. Yeah. Uh, and it started with great-granduncle Reginald. <laughs> Phil Reginald. Well, they, uh, we just, that saves the other person from having to participate in an argument. They could just watch it play out and see where you land. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Let it all play off, play out on one side. Yeah, and then most, mostly, it ends with um, the other person going, "Um, uh, so I'm gonna go," and then that's the last we see of them. <laughs> and they, the other person just slowly pulls a root beer lollipop out of their back pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gives it to you. Um, that's right. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, this has been the Story Song Podcast. Um, if you could follow us on the socials, like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, we really appreciate mm-hmm. it. And if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, uh, that would be great, you guys. And then so also, great. tell a friend. If you guys yes. uh, know somebody, uh, heard it from a friend. Tell a bank teller. Heard it from a friend. <laughs> yeah. Heard it from another. Uh, get those things passed around. So, yeah. Uh, if you yeah like even tell show, people you don't know. Exactly. <laughs> Uh yeah, uh, let's get a grapevine going though. Um, but uh, yeah, if you if you like the show, please, we'd appreciate it if you would tell someone. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oates. And I'm Michael Gazelle. 
We'll be back at you next time with another great story song. So thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening. I feel like I should have two because I know last time Michael did mine. No, I won't do yours this time. Trust mine's terrible. So, (laughs) oh, that's probably more likely. (laughs) (laughs) it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.